0: Thanks again for listening to another Glasgow's Green podcast special. It's episode uh, 14, and we're with Morten Wieckhorst, who has actually phoned us from Denmark. How are things,
1: Morten? Very good. Um, I've only just started a new job as a manager at Alborg,
0: so things are a bit hectic right now. Plenty of things to do, um, but uh, I'm enjoying it. First off, Morten, the fact you sound far more Scottish than me is mental and you're Danish the accent what's going on there how come you're you're sounding so Scottish you, you've been like that for 20 years <laughs>
1: I've been I've been away for a while but um, it's, it's when I speak to people like you it's it's all coming back um, and uh, I had a fantastic time in in, in Scotland um, most of the time um, in Glasgow and um so I suppose it's just one of these things you you, you bring bring along. Even though that uh, you you uh, you go away to your native country, it's it's, it's still there. And I, uh, by the way, I always enjoy coming back to to Glasgow. I haven't been for a while, so I, I need to go soon.
0: I was going to actually ask you when was the last time that you were in the city.
1: Uh, I think it's a couple of years ago. now so um, I've I've often, often thought and. Uh, um, in the last year or so, that um, I've, I've got to go back soon and see see all my friends and and um, go and see Celtic as well, go and see Celtic play. Um, so hopefully, I'll get the
0: chance soon. Um, um, I'd love to come over. Well, it would be good to see you. Well, you're talking about the Scottish accent when you moved to Dundee from Linby. That was a big surprise because Dundee back then probably didn't have a lot of foreign players. It was all mostly homeland. What was the background into that and what was the big attraction with Dundee back then, Morton? It
1: was quite funny because um, at the time I was a young um, player with Lingby and um, and I, I'd, never, I'd never thought about moving to, to play in Scotland. Playing Scottish football, but then we we won the league in '92. won the Danish league, and uh, we had to play uh, qualifiers to get into the first Champions League, um, which was uh, in '92. In and uh, we drew Rangers um, and um, played those games. And I'd, I'd just come back from an injury, and and um but I had two good games. Uh, the first one away at Ibrox and got beat two 0 But we actually had quite a good game, and we felt a bit unlucky uh, not getting more out of the game. And, and personally, uh, I felt good, um, and I thought the um, you know the, the, the full stadium, the atmosphere, and everything was 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 quite good. Um, and then we, we played the away game, and then uh, no, we played the home game. game sorry, and, and, and we went out on aggregate. But then Dundee got in touch through some Danish agents and um, I wasn't too sure to begin with because Scottish football, I I wasn't, you know, I wasn't familiar with Scottish football. I I knew about Celtic and and Rangers, but uh, not a lot apart from that. But um, then a couple of months down the line, um, I I thought, why not? They're persistent. Uh, Dundee wanted me over. Um, And as you say, there weren't many Foreigners maybe at the well, the season before that, but when I joined Dundee, there were there were quite a few. We had a Dutch player, and a Czech player, an American player, um, so at some stage I joined in December 1992. Uh, I think that season uh, I counted maybe eight or nine foreigners in the team. So uh, things changed at Dundee, uh, but it was an, an enjoyable time anyway.
0: Good stuff. I'm happy to be corrected there also. So, moving on to um, 1995, Tommy Burns brought you to Celtic Park, and Barry Smith went the other way. Now, your first game was the uh, way to Hibs at Easter Road. Celtic were excellent; we won four 0 and we played the sort of football that a lot of the fans have been dying to see after a good few years um, being below par. Really, what was your main memories of 1995, 1996? Because as far as I'm concerned. That was one of the most unluckiest we've ever been. Um, We probably should have won the league that season. But would you agree the football from those days was just absolutely brilliant to watch under Tommy Burns?
1: I totally agree. And that's why I wanted to join Celtic when I I, um, got the call. um, I was told Celtic were interested in, uh, in me. Uh, coming to play for them um, I knew it was going to be hard to get into a side that was really performing well playing some great stuff and uh, that, was the, that was the story of the season we, we, we played some amazing stuff um, I can't remember how many games we lost but uh, Maybe one or two, if I'm not wrong. I think, and still yeah, yeah, I think just one game,
0: Morton, it was. Just one game we lost to Rangers in September. Just 19- won, yeah. Yeah, September 95.
1: Uh, it's, it's incredible to go through um, all the fixtures uh, and only getting beat once and still not winning the league. Uh, but I think, apart from the Celtic fans enjoying uh, the team playing so well, um, I think uh, Celtic won many. Um, um, they had many ad- admirers at the time because we, we played some some very good stuff and uh, and uh, and all credit to Tommy as well, Tommy Burns um, for getting the team to play this in this in this way, this style. Um, and so unlucky not not winning the league. Uh, I mean, we all the players felt um, felt so sorry for, for for Tommy and the rest of the staff that we. We didn't bring back the um, that we didn't win the league because we we did everything but but winning the league um, and that was a shame. But uh, some very good players in that in that side as well. I I, um, I managed to uh, at least get a few games with uh, some games with uh, the likes of Paul McStay uh, and um, um, sadly had to. To pack it in, not longer, not not longer after this season. um, But he was he was a a great player, somebody uh, to really look at in training and the games that he played. Uh, What a good professional, John Collins, um, Peter Grant as well. So some very good names and some upcoming players at the time, uh, Jackie and Simon, um, uh, Tom Boyd, one of the the more experienced ones as well. Uh, But. uh, it's, strangely enough it it, it it wasn't enough
0: to win the league <clears throat> maybe not that season but at least a couple of seasons later we finally stopped to 10 and would you agree along with the Glasgow's green guy John who also runs on this count <coughs> he actually said that he felt the 1997-1998 season was your best and would you say it was as well because you chipped in with 8 goals in 36 games um, and you were a big influence especially in the European Stunner, that 6-3 game against Tyrell Linsbrook. Would you agree with John that the 97-98 season was
1: your most productive? Definitely. Uh, for me personally, uh, of course I enjoyed the, the season that I joined um, in, in 90 for late, late 95. Uh, even though I didn't play that many games, uh, it was an amazing squad to be part of. But to stop uh, Rangers getting 10 in a row, something that we... The players were often reminded of that we <laughs> we had to do and we, which we did we managed to do that it was um uh, satisfaction um it was it was fantastic and we played some good stuff as well won the league cup um, was, and for me personally it was a season where I played um the majority of the games, um, and then I was an influence in a in a strong midfield as well. There was competition for places, uh, and I really enjoyed it. I have to say, overall, I I enjoyed all my seasons at Celtic, even the ones that were um, uh, you know where I <clears throat> was plagued by injury or, or, or illness or whatever. I really enjoyed uh, representing the club. Um, and I always worked hard to get back if I wasn't in the picture to play. Um, I, I enjoyed every minute of it, but obviously that season, 97-98, we, we won the league and the, the, the League Cup. Uh, that's the That stands out as the most successful one. Brilliant.
0: I mentioned the terrell winsbrook 6-3 game. Uh, what were your memories of that, other than it being mental? I mean... It was just one. It was a massive roller coaster of a game, but you were outstanding. You were definitely the man in the match. I always remember watching it. I was only about thirteen then, and I thought you would end the show. Was that must have been one of your most enjoyable games in your career? It was. Uh, it was one of them. There were there
1: were many. There were, <clears throat> as I remember, we played Liverpool as well in the. UEFA Cup, as it was called back then, yeah. that must have been in a later round um, after the, the um, after we played the Austrian team. Uh, but that night, it was a roller coaster, as so you said. Probably a bit too open. Uh, I mean, we went behind and and we had to, to play catch up, uh, and in the end, we managed to, to do it. Um, uh, a crazy score, crazy score line. it's um, scored some good goals. And, but um, I think it's fair to say we were expected to beat this Austrian team. They still made it hard hard for us. We still <laughs> made some mistakes, but uh, we managed to, to win and go through. And, and, and for me personally, uh, apart from the goal that I got, which was one of the most more enjoyable ones that I scored in my career, and um, yeah, things went well. But it was it was basically that season we had a very good team, and it was easy to. It was easy to perform. Um, there were players alongside you that were great players, skillful players on the ball, and uh, we enjoyed. We enjoyed being a group, and we enjoyed playing. Every game was was uh, was. Uh, every, you look forward to every single game. Um uh, couldn't come fast enough, and, and this was one of them. And, and European nights at, at Celtic Park have always
0: been special, and and this one certainly was a special one as well. I mean, that's like 20 years ago, but it's still something that sticks in my mind. It was a brilliant, brilliant game. Now, moving on from that season, you ended up playing under six managers. There was Tommy Burns, Wim Jansen, John Barnes, Joe Vengloss, Kenny Dalglish, and then Martin O'Neill. Out of all them, who did you have the best relationship with?
1: It's a difficult one. I I owe a lot to Tommy for bringing me, um, signing me from Dundee. Um, uh, we were in, in the uh, what's called the championship now these days in the uh, the second tier, uh, but he he had a belief that I could could bring something um, to to Celtic and and um, so it's always special that the the manager that signs you for. For a big club like Celtic, um, I had a, I had a good relationship with all the managers. It's it's very difficult for me to say who was the, the one I had the best relationship with. I, I tried to I tried to adapt to any given manager uh, what he wanted, um, and I think that's one of my, that was one of my main strengths that I was able to play under different man- managers, different demands. Uh, and that was the same in the Denmark setup. I played under three different managers Um, but they were all good in their own way Uh, different they were foreigners they were Scottish managers um, English managers um, and you learned a bit from them from them all and today uh, when I stepped into coaching and management myself you know you you can look back and and think and, and take wee bits and pieces out of wee uh, bits and pieces from from every
0: manager you've 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 had a, a, a relationship with. Well, when Martin O'Neill was the manager, that was when, at the age of twenty nine, you were diagnosed with the Guillain-Barré syndrome. Now, it's a rare and an unpredictable disorder, and it consists of weakness and paralysis of the, paralysis, sorry, of the body muscles. Now, <laughs> regarding at that time, where Martin. Was uh, was the support you got to Celtic? Was that over and above or at the, at the time?
1: Was, the, the level of support was was tremendous, and that goes right through the club. Um, they they took care of the, the the media side of it. They said straight away to take the pressure off uh, myself and my family. They said we'll we'll handle it from here, and they did that superbly. Uh, it was um, well documented um, and. And uh, as you say, a rare disorder and it's always gonna be something that you know the fans and, and people in general they 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 would like the news but uh, for the family in a situation like this, it's important that that the club can actually handle the media side of it, and they did that brilliantly um the the the, the support from the fans was was tremendous and um of course mainly from the celtic fans I had so so many you know, um, letters and and uh, good wishes and, you know, people coming in to see me. Um, uh, obviously, my teammates, uh, Martin O'Neill and his staff uh, all came along. It was uh, quite overwhelming, um, the level of support. But even from, you know, people in general, um, uh, I had so many... Uh, uh, cards and letters, you know, wishing me well and from people that have been through the experience that, uh, themselves, which was very important to me at the time because I thought, what's going on here? Um, uh, you're dying to get some good news or get uh, information from people who've been through the experience because you, you're, you're not quite sure what's what's going on. When when Rory McDonald, the club doctor at the time, told me and he was he was very good, you know. He, he came out early and said, "I think this is what uh, you've got." Um, and and I had no idea what he was talking about. Um, then I thought, uh, "I need I need some inspiration here. I need I need to know that some people have have got through this. When you're lying there and you can't move, it's uh, it's very good to know that you can actually get on out on the other side, getting back to normal." And uh, so many people wrote to me. Um, uh, explaining how they had dealt with it, and uh, to keep my just telling me to keep my chin up and work away because I was going to be okay, and that helped me a lot. And further down the line, when I got back to normal, got back to playing football, it was such such a pleasure being uh, if, uh, being able to be um, an ambassador and a good example to people, a role model uh, to people that went through the experience that had, you know, that needed that support that I had been looking for as well. So um, I've been to see a lot of people um, with the guillain Valley syndrome and I've and, and been to see a lot of family. Um, and I've written to, to people that have, you know, been seeking seeking answers. Um, and it's, it's, it's been just such a, um, a pleasure to be able to give back some of the, the support that I had at the time. Um, and I have to mention the the the, the, the doctors and, and nurses and the physio at the hospital. Brian Scott, the Celtic physio as well, did a great job. But the people at the hospital uh, treated me so well. The the, the, the Glasgow Southern General. Um, something that I'll never forget.
0: That's, that's really, really good to hear. And I remember you were a bit emotional as well. You were overjoyed when you scored a... Very basic. Go against Aloua because I remember that game. It's a header, and uh, nine mm-hmm. times out t- nine times out of ten, if a player scores that, it's just a wee. All right, I'll go and shake my teammate's mm-hmm. hand. But you were quite overjoyed. You punted the ball right up in the air, um, and I remember that. Obviously, meant a lot to you as well. Yeah, I. I mean, it meant the world, um, and I think I think the um, my
1: teammates sensed it right away, and the fans behind the goal. I remember it so vividly um but it was it was a kind of a uh what you call it a milestone um having got through i uh, played my first competitive game i'd played in, in friendlies and and uh, games before that uh, but this was a a, a cup game uh, and although we we were probably three or four up at the time I don't remember exactly then it was still it was still such a great feeling um Having been in the starting lineup and and then scoring that goal, that just that just made my day. And um, uh, yeah, I, I I still I can still recall the feeling as we talk about it right now. And um, it was just amazing.
0: Brilliant, Morton. That's brilliant. When you do, you still get the chance to watch Celtic these days. And if so, what was the last game that you saw? we don't get a lot of the, the Celtic games
1: now i know uh, svyatchenko um a uh, danish player uh, it would be good to be able to 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 watch him as well for for a lot of danish fans but um we don't seem to get a lot of scottish football it's it's more the, the premier league and the not spanish league the german league um so the uh, televised games are very rare and uh, when you're involved in football, of course, you're, you're busy uh, setting up your own team and so on. Uh, so I don't get to see a lot of games. I don't get to watch a lot of games. So the last one, um, if I watch games, I go on to um, my analysing system and, and I, I watch it after. Uh, I don't watch many Games live. Uh, so the last one would probably be uh, one of the uh, the old firm games because they always something special. And, and you go back. I've watched some of the European games um, as well, uh, which is always interesting to see how they mess up against the good European sides. But uh, in fact, the, the, exactly the la- the last one. I don't I don't remember uh, which one was. But uh, whenever I get the chance and the time, I, I try to, to watch watch the again.
0: Do you see similarities with this Celtic team to the one that you were in uh, in 2000-2001 where this Celtic team are going for the treble just like you guys were and eventually you got it against Hibs in 2001 under a new manager there's a resurgent feeling again and uh, the team, the players are just overpowering other teams a bit like you did in Martin O'Neill's first season can you see the similarities yeah. there? Yeah I have to admit I, I haven't watched
1: enough games to see to say you know the, the style of play and so on, but as you say, there are similarities. It's a new manager coming in, and uh, right now Celtic are so you know confident, and they are so far ahead of, of the rest of the teams. And in that respect, it's it's, it's similar to to what happened when uh, when Martin O'Neill came in, and um, so far ahead, and they can they can go for uh, they can go for. You know all the the three competitions, um, so there are similarities. It's, it's it's quite stunning to see how, how far in front they are. No, you know Rangers have, uh, have have had to come from behind, and they are probably not quite there yet. Um, but Celtic are so so far ahead. So in that in that respect, it's it's, it's similar. Uh, but as far as the, um, the the playing style goes, I would have to say I I, I don't know the team well enough these days. So.
0: I need to come over And, and watch a, a game soon You will We spoke to Mark Reaper um, A couple of weeks ago He's coming over In spring 2017 You can schedule a flight And come over with him And watch us lift The league trophy probably <laughs> Yeah I'd, I'd love to I'd love to As I
1: said as you we we started talking about started out talking about, you know, I'm in a in a job in football and sometimes you're not quite um sure when you, you can get the time to go, but I'd, I'd love to come over and, and I'd love to join big leaps uh having said that I would have to listen to his, his banter and that's not that's not that's not very really nice. But uh, I would have to put it up with that.
0: <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Um listen, also as well, well Morton, this is a bit of a trivia one here. In two thousand and three, you got awarded the Olympic Fair Play Award. Now I didn't know this until a couple of nights ago, When I was uh, looking into it on YouTube. But you actually deliberately missed a penalty against Iran. What was the background with that one?
1: I just missed the penalty, and the <laughs> just an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously. Seriously, um, we were playing in Iran. It was a Danish select. They usually go away in the winter, so it's a kind of um, uh, national team picked, um, uh, but only the the, the the players that actually play in the Danish league uh, go because they have the we have the winter break over here in 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 December and and January, so we they pick the team and we go away. So we did, and we played Iran. And uh, what happened was uh, it was a game in Hong Kong and uh, we were playing away and it was close to half time, uh, if I remember, and uh, somebody in the crowd blew a whistle, uh, a referee's whistle, and we all thought that it was a referee. And so this guy from this uh, uh, player from Iran picked up the ball the trouble was the ball was was inside the, his own penalty box. Uh, he thought that it was half time, and then the, the referee blew his whistle, uh, penalty. Uh, and the uh, the team from Iran they were actually walking off the pitch. They were so incensed that you know that um, they were they were quite happy to leave the the pitch and, and not playing on. If we. Were awarded that penalty, so the manager Martin Olsen called me to the sideline. I was the, ma- the, the the captain of the team then, and he said, "What's going on?" I explained the situation to him, and uh, he said, um, "Go and go and miss the penalty on purpose um, because we want to play the game." Um, it was important preparation uh, and a, an important learning curve for for some of the younger boys. Um, so that's what I did. Um, I felt it was the right thing to do and I, I certainly didn't want to go against the the manager's word. Uh so I missed it. Um and they were happy to, to play on um and we finished the game. Um and after this, some time after this, you know, I was uh, awarded the um this uh, this award for, for, for fair play, which was good. It was good good for, for Danish football, Danish association. And um the game the the Danish game in in general. Uh we got this this praise. And funnily enough it it made play of the day on CNN as well. So I think uh Carlsberg as the uh uh, the competition sponsors were quite happy as well because uh, it had Cal there all around the pitch um, when it was shown on on CNN. So everybody everybody was happy. Um, but it's it's a it's a, a kind of funny story, and a lot of people remember it. Um, and obviously, because they read about it on the on the internet as well, that I missed a penalty on on purpose. The only time I did that.
0: Did you get any free booze from Carlsberg as a thanks? For no. <laughs> Funnily
1: enough, I think I have to get in touch with him. I haven't <laughs> seen any any pints of uh, probably the best lager in the world.
0: <laughs> right. to the final part of this then, Martin. you are now the manager of Oldbog, who have history with Celtic, of course, in 2008. I'm not going to go on about that because I'm still raging. So, before <laughs> then, uh, you were a you started off as an assistant at FC uh, is it Norduland, yeah? Yeah. Right. You became right. the ma- you became the manager a season later. But then the big notable one was when you were assistant to Michael Loudrop at Swansea in twenty thirteen, did you gain a lot of experience down there at the Premier League that you can take into your current role?
1: Definitely. Um first and foremost working uh, with Michael. Um I had the uh, the pleasure of playing with Michael in the Denmark uh, national team uh, for a few games. Uh, what a player he was, and you could learn from him as a player uh, when he was a player. Then he was the one that uh, when I, I left Celtic. Uh, I went back to Danish football to play for Bromby. He had just been uh, appointed the the manager of Bromby, and he he brought me home, uh, and I learned from him uh, when in his first job as a manager. Um, and then I had the, the chance to go and watch with him, alongside him as a coach when when he went to Swansea. He he was halfway into the season when I joined um, in Swansea. It was an an enjoyable experience. Um, had me a bit a bit too short uh, but it was an experience working with him uh, and the, the, the staff in, in, in general at Swansea and, and a very good experience working in the Premier League and um, something that's um, you know you, again you, you pick up bits and pieces it's not everything that you can you can take into a job in, in Danish football for instance because everything's bigger in the Premier League um, the, the, the players are, are better individually as well um, because the, the budgets are, are completely Different, but but um, you take you take some of the the, the science behind uh, you know the the, uh, the 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 way the coaching staff is set up uh, and the way the the sports science behind um, things like that and and then again you I you, you really enjoyed working alongside Michael uh, his philosophy his, his his idea on how the the game should be played and I thought he did. Um, Tremendously well as a manager at, at
0: Swansea. I'd, I'd love to see him at, at a bigger club uh, in one of the, the big leagues. Okay. And lastly, then, Morton, when it comes to social media, are you on anything at all for Celtic fans to still keep in touch or send you any messages or do you stay away from it all?
1: I'm I'm one of these old fashioned guys who's not even uh, on Facebook or Twitter anything at all. Maybe I should look into this. I've never got around to it. Yes, um,
0: please do.
1: so right now no, but um I'll let everyone know if I, if I change my mind in the in the future.
0: All right. Well Morton, thanks a lot for coming on uh Glasgow's Green Podcast. It's been a real pleasure and it's been really good to talk yeah. to you. And it means I don't need to put on my I usually put on my Phone voice when I'm talking To some of the other Foreign players I don't need to be you Because it sounds like You're just round the corner From me So thanks a lot For, me, for making this really easy Can I just say, uh, Can I just send my best wishes
1: To all, to all the Celtic fans um, yes. Now I've got the chance And uh, I'd, I'd love to come over And and, and sense the atmosphere As well at Celtic Park But uh, uh, I'll do so When I get the chance But uh, until then um, All the best to, to all the Celtic fans Out there I still meet them uh, when I travel around the world. So um, there's plenty of them and it's always a pleasure meeting you. Podcast Network.